Let's go to the book of James. James, the second chapter, verses 23. James, the second chapter, verses 23. And last week, Brenda began uh, talking about belief. And this week we're going to extend that. Our title today will be the revisitation of my belief. The revisitation of my belief. And I got to, as I was listening to the word last week, uh, God began to, Drop some things in my spirit. And I had to take a look at the word believe. You know, we hear it all the time. I'm a believer. But we want to dig down in the book today and find out just what it is to be a believer. You know, the word believe means to give your entire self or being over to uh, the word believe if you believe something that means you put total wholehearted trust in it correct say for instance your car you believe that if you get up and go out there in it that it'll crank right and that's a tangible thing but it's a funny thing that sometimes, every once in a while, that belief will fail you, right? But it's not like that with God. The scripture says that, verse 23, James 2, 23, says that, And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham, who is the father of our faith, he is the father of multitude of nations, faith. The scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham did what? Believed God. And it was imputed unto him for righteousness, for he was called the friend of God. Did we not sing that song this morning? Isn't it ironic? Now, Abraham dealing in the area of faith. The Bible says that he believed God, meaning that he turned over his whole entire self to God. And that means that whatever God said, that's what he was going to do to the best of his ability. Because he believed God, right? In other words, he turned his entire self over to whatever God told him to do. No questions asked. And because he did that, it was imputed unto him as being righteousness, being that it was a right act before God's eyes. And because it was a right act, because Abraham turned himself over to God fully, he became a friend of God. That means he got close to him. See, a friend to get close to you. 
You understand what I'm saying? So, by him becoming a friend of God, what friend do you have? I'm talking about real friends who need and won't receive from you if they're a real friend. Is God not more able to give us what we need as being a friend? But what is it that blocks us? Our belief. That's why we need to revisit our belief system. Because to believe God means to put everything about yourself into his care. Don't hold nothing, but everything has to be released over to him about you. Your full entire essence. We're talking about believing God. Let's go to the book of Second Chronicles 2020. Basically a familiar scripture. Once again, we're talking about the revisitation of our belief, but you've got to make it personal yourself. Second Chronicles twenty twenty. Now you see when Abraham believed God and God transitioned him from an outsider to an insider. He, he brought him into the inner circle. Because only your friends are going to be brought in to your inner circle. And the closer your friend, the more they're going to be brought in to your inner circle. See, everybody can't come into your inner circle. Everybody can't come into God's inner circle. So, so to be a friend, that means that you got to trust. See, for me to be your friend, that means you got to trust me and vice versa, you know. So trust is a big factor in this thing. Now, when we talk about believing, it's more to believing than just believing. There are instructions involved. There's work involved. There's passion involved. There's a lot of things involved. It's just not believing. I believe that I can get up on Sunday morning, pick up the bass guitar, and play the bass guitar. I believe that. But just because I believe it, don't make it so unless I go by the rules of what it takes to play that bass. The same with whatever instruments you play, the same with whatever instruments you play, and her, and anybody, anything you do. You see, so if I picked up that bass, without following in the instructions on what it takes to play that bass. And I go to hear the E and hear the A, it ain't going to sound right. So I got to play by the rules. Regardless of what I believe, I also got to go by and play by the rules of what I believe. I believe that I'm going to get paid at the end of the week. Can I, for you, for y'all, I wish I had, but I'm stuck with you guys, stuck and broke, yeah, but here's the deal, here's the deal, you guys work for a paycheck from man, I work for a paycheck from God, now, 
if you guys and girls don't go to work and follow the instructions, then just because you believe you're going to get a paycheck, hello. See, I got to break it down to you. Hello. You'll come there and everybody else will get a white envelope or whatever they give you all out there now with a check in it. But you won't get one. You'll be looking kind of You believe, but you didn't. You know, on Monday and the Tuesday and you laid out. You know what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So you didn't get paid, right? Hello, church. It's the same thing with God. You lay out on him. Wait a minute. You say you believe in God, right? But you lay out on him. And then when God don't get to you and you don't get what you believed you would get, because contrary to what y'all might believe on Facebook, you can type all the amens for the money you want to. But you just stupid as a mule. You just stupid as a mule because you can type all the amens and say, I believe all you want to. But if you're not doing what you need to do to get that money, then guess what? Your amens ain't hitting nowhere. You ain't doing no yet. This is how they done dumbed down the church. They done dumbed them down. They just as dumb as a mule. They're pitiful. And they call it church. But this is church where you sit down and you understand the word of God. See, that's what the church is designed for after you get saved. Now you've got to be taught about God, right? And if you was in the first grade last year, you don't want to be in the first grade the next year, right? And you certainly don't want to be 50 years in the church and still in grammar school. You, you know, so God tells us about belief. I believe that I can get up on Sunday morning and preach the word of God. Brenda believes she can get up on Sunday morning, preach the word of God. But if we don't do what's necessary to get up there to do it, then guess what? Regardless of what we believe, we're going to do y'all wrong. Y'all going to be done wrong. because and, and, and the church is full of preachers that's doing their congregants wrong because they don't do no study. They just get up there, read a scripture, do some hollering, you know, beat on some drums and hit them over that old piano over there, and, and you know, and they, and they think that they, but if you've never had steak, then you can think bologna is steak. And then when you go and you meet up on steak and you say, no, that ain't steak, this is steak, no, sir, that's bologna. But you've been fooled to think that it's steak. Sound like the church to me. That's what it sounds like to me. Now, there's an order to God, right? So let's look at the order here. Second Chronicles 2020. I'm just going to teach. Are we there? See, this is another thing that people got a problem with. And they rose early. Somebody say, I, I need to get up early on this thing. In the morning. The morning is a breakthrough. See, you got to get up early on your breakthrough. In other words, when you get a breakthrough, you can't sit still on it. When you get a breakthrough, you got to get up and move on it. 
before the door closes. Before the door closes. You see, a lot of us miss our opportunity because when the breakthrough comes, we don't make use of it. We, we miss it. See, there's only a small window. And you got to shoot the gap. You, know, you got to shoot the gap. It says, and they rose early in the morning. Y'all heard it. The early bird catch the worm. And they went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, those that are in praise, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, those of, who are dwelling in peace. Look what it says to do. These are instructions. It says, Believe in the Lord your God, and ye shall be what? So, Abraham believed God. And because he believed God, he was established as a friend of God. And he was established as being righteous. Am I correct? Alright. The Bible says here, Jehoshaphat makes the announcement, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Established as what? As a friend of God. And God is going to protect his friends. Right? But then he says something else. And here's where people have a problem with true teachings. They want to down the past. Here's where your problem is. You see, you cut your own nose off to spite your face. Watch the word. They can believe the Lord and be established. But he said, believe his prophets. Uh-oh. 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 So if you don't believe what I'm telling you this morning, guess what? You're prospering. See? See, because what I'm saying is coming from God to give to you. So God will establish you, and then God will put a physical vessel to lead you and to speak his word to you so that you can prosper. Because you can read the book and God will establish you. But you've got to have somebody to speak into you in order for you to prosper. And a lot of people got a problem with that, you see. So what they do is, they talk about the pastor, try to kill off the pastor, and that's your blessing. That's your prosper. That's, your, that's how you prosper. According to, here it is. Doesn't matter what you think. The words say if you believe the prophet, well, who do you think I am? I'm the one God sent you. If you believe what I'm telling you, you'll prosper. I can look around the room and see those that have and those that haven't. The ones that haven't, they get on up out of here. Because they'll rather assassinate. You, you, you know, you cut the hand off, they feed you. You, you know, there's truth in the word, y'all. There's truth. There's truth in the word, people. 
There's nothing wrong, and I'm not trying to get you to give me nothing, but I'm trying to tell you how to prosper. There's nothing wrong with you bringing your gifts to the man of God. Y'all have never heard me say anything about this before. But when God showed it to me, when God showed it, then I began, okay, and then I looked down through there, and I began to see some things. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. I'm going to prove it to you in the Bible. I'll bust you a little. You know, because some of y'all got a hard heart against preachers. You know, you got problems seeing preachers prosper. But if we don't prosper, guess what? You don't either. You will be working and working and working and won't get nowhere. Because you don't think that you're supposed to do nothing. But you see, God is a two-way street. God is watching us. God is saying, okay, my man is doing what he's supposed to do, but they ain't doing what they're supposed to do, so I'm going to do some things. I'm going to keep doing it for him, but I'm going to show you in the book. I'm going to show you what God showed me. I'm just going to teach to you. What you do with it is up to you. Believe in the Lord your God. And God say, I'll establish you. But if you believe the words of the prophet, believe his prophets, he say, his prophets are speakers, inspired speakers. That's what I do. I inspire you. You prosper. You will prosper. You will prosper. That's God's will. And God can't tell a lie. And he said, my word that I have sent out shall in no wise come back void unto me. It's going to do, it's going to go where I sent it, and it's going to do what I told it to do. And God said, I'll establish you, but it's my prophets that's going to help you to prosper. But it's a two-way street. I'm going to prove that to you. Go over here to 1 Kings. And make it sense. I know we're quiet. And that's good because we need to be taught, right? You know, an empty wagon make a lot of noise, don't it? Just a bang jangling, they call it. But we're getting into the depths of this. We're going to get into the depths of this. And I mean, the way I see it is, it's like this. Don't nothing fail but to try. Try God's word. You done tried everything else we have. First Kings 17. 17. I'm going to start with verses 8 and 9 and then I'm going to go on down to 14, 15 and 16. Tell me when you get that, please. <clears throat> I'm just going to take my time this morning and give y'all a good word. Not that I don't always do that, but verse 8, 1 Kings 17, verse 8 says, And the word of the Lord came, not my word, but the word of the Lord came 
unto him, talking about Elijah, saying, Arise, see, he keeps telling us to go higher. And get thee to Zarephath. Zarephath is the place of refinement. And ain't that what God is doing to us? Which belongs to Sidon. Sidon is the place of truth. You see, through our refinement, we find truth, right? It says, and dwell there. See, God wants us to dwell in that place of refinement so that we can gather the truth from him. He says, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Look what he's telling the prophet. He said, now, I have prepared and I have commanded a widow woman. Now, the woman is the inner sanctuary of our soul. She once knew God, but somewhere along the line, God had died in her. But he said, now, I'm, I'm finna to do something for this woman, but I'm finna to do something for you too, Elijah. He said, now, I've commanded this widow to sustain you. Now, you go down there because she's going to deal with you. And verse 14 says, are you there? He said, for thus said the Lord, this ain't me. He said, for thus saith the Lord God of who? Us, Israel. Believe God and you'll do what? Be established. Say it again. Believe God and you'll do what? Look at the word here. It says, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Believe what God is about to say and you'll be what? Established. He says, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord send rain upon the earth. Because see, it hadn't rained for about three, three and a half years. Now, this widow had a son. We know that the son is the builder of the family name in God. And not only was he about to die, but she was about to die too. Because they didn't have nothing but a little bit of oil left and a little bit of flour. That's all they had. That's all they had. Now here come Elijah. And he speaks and he says, thus saith the Lord. God is about to establish her. She tells him about his situation or their situation. They're about to die. They're out of food. They're out of oil. You know. And she said, we're going to eat this and then we're going to die. So Elijah, he already told her, thus saith the Lord. What thus saith the Lord say? Well, he hadn't told her that yet. I'm, I'm up above this. What's happening is, is that Elijah... Is setting her up to see where her faith is. So after she tell Elijah, that's all they got. Elijah say, "Look here, go and I think he asked for a drink of water or something first. And as she was going, he said, "Yeah, make me one of them little cakes first. Give it to me." 
Now wait a minute. Now most of y'all would have told me to go to you know where. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you would have. Yeah, you would. Because see, you don't know that the word of God would establish you, but his prophet will prosper you. So he comes in, and she ain't got nothing. They got one last meal. You got one last dollar in your pocket. And I remember one long time ago, I had a deacon up in here who smoked cigarettes. And he was right over there, sitting right where you were. And I'm not putting no curse on you, but he was sitting right there. And instead of him taking that cigarette money and giving some, at least some of it, to the church, he went and bought him a pack of cigarettes. And he still ain't done no better in life yet. Matter of fact, it got worse. It wrecked his truck and everything. You understand what I'm saying? But see, the woman didn't do that. What the woman did was she didn't have no qualms about it because she knew God. She just that God had died away in her. But she knew that that man was a man of God. And she knew somewhere along the line that, okay, if I obey this man. So she said, okay, let me get up here and let me read this thing to you. Show you how it really happened. Let's go up here to verse 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, <coughs> the widow woman was gathering. That's verse 10. Are you there with me? Say that the widow woman was gathering of sticks. In other words, she was out there trying to gain some strength on her own. You ever done that? Uh-huh. You out there on your own. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel. That I may drink. Alright. She didn't even know who he was. And as she was going to fetch. He called to her and said. Bring me I pray thee a morsel of bread. In thine hand. See there. See what he did. He tried. And she said. As the Lord thy God liveth. I have not a cake. But a handful of meal in a barrel. And a little bit of oil in a cruise. And behold. I am gathering two sticks. That I may go in and dress it for me and my son. That we may eat it and do what? Die. They're on their last leg. On their last leg. And Elijah said unto her. See, Elijah didn't even care nothing about that. He said, fear not. You see it there? And Elijah said unto her, fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. But make me therefore a little cake first and bring it to me. And afterward, make for thee and for thy son. Now, most of y'all wouldn't have did that. Remember, believe the Lord your God and you'll do what? Believe his prophets and you'll do what? She believed God's prophet and she did exactly. Even though she didn't have. But see, what y'all don't realize, some of us, is that a little in God's hand is a lot. But see, what you fail to understand is that when you hold back from God, God will hold back from you. See, see, you don't stop giving to God just because you had a bad week or a slow week in money. See, that's another problem that you got that you don't realize is taking you under. You're playing God tit for tat. 
You're doing it when you're convenient for it. But you didn't know that God is going to try you at certain times of your life to see whether you're going to be committed to and make the sacrifice that you're supposed to make. God going to do that. But I'm just laying this thing out now. The woman could have did the same thing that church folk do. She could have. She could say, well, I ain't got nothing. I got to pay this, this, we got. God got enough to pay everything. Ain't that's what we're talking about, revisitation of our belief? Huh? He said he's given us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And all blessings come from the spirit realm first. So he says, now thus saith the Lord God. In verse 14, he said, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sent his rain upon the earth. See, he established it right there. God established it because she believed. And look what verse 15 says. And she went and did according to who? Now, she was already established, right? But she still didn't have nothing but that crude of oil and that, and, that, and that cruise of flour, right? But she believed God, did she not? And then in verse 15, she began to obey God because she believed him and was established. And she went and did according to the sayings of Elijah. Believe the prophet and you'll do what? Watch this. And she and her, and she, he, and her house did eat. How many days? Many days. Why? That, that, does that sound like prospering? You didn't have nothing, but now you got. Does that sound like? And not only did the preacher eat, but they did too, right? Because she did it the way God said do it. See, your belief has to go in accordance to the instructions. That's why we're revisiting our belief. We need to revisit it. See where we're going wrong. And most of us are going wrong is because we don't have the belief that the woman with the two mites had. Who gave everything. You see. We don't, we don't trust God like that. But God wants to challenge us this morning. God wants to challenge us. With our pocketbook. He's challenging us. Because see that's what people love the most. Is that pocketbook. They hate it. They hate. For the church. They'll take from the church. But they hate. To give to the church. Amen. Don't look so sad. It ain't over. It ain't over. It's all right. God gets time to clean it up. He gets time to clean it up. I hear it hurting hard right now, but I'm going on anyway and preaching his word, see? Because I believe God. I believe God going to take care of me. So the Bible said in verse 16, And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail 
according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by who? Believe the Lord your God and he will establish you. Believe his prophets and he will prosper you. He will prosper you. You see, the man of God, the woman didn't have a problem. Out of her want, she didn't have a problem giving to the man of God. And because of that, what did she do? She ate. All of them ate. She, she could, she, they ate till the rain came so something could grow. Wow. Wow. So instead of her eating that last meal with her son and dying, not only did she sustain herself and her son, but she sustained the prophet too. Now all of them ate. That's what it said. She, he, and her son. You see. It's better for three of them to eat than for two of them to die because I guarantee you God was going to feed Elijah. I guarantee you that. But if they hadn't uh, believed, they would have died. They'd have ate that last meal. They'd have took that last pack of cigarette money. Say, <laughs> <So>, well, <laughs> Yeah. And been poor the rest of their life in want. Revisit your belief. Revisitation of our belief. That's what we're doing this morning. Because in order for God to establish us, we got to believe God. But then comes the instructions on our belief. Now, if we don't follow the instructions, then our belief is to none avail. It's no good. You're just going around and around and around in circles. You're in what I call the installment plan of deliverance. You up here every week, rolling on the floor, want somebody to lay hands on you. You're in that installment plan, you know. Y'all seen it before. And that's what they call church. That's what they've reduced our church to a bunch of noise. Mm, 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 mm. Lord have mercy. Well, where is the teaching? Where did they think they ain't been to church if they ain't done flipped all over? That's real pitiful. Y'all know black folk real emotional, aren't they? Real emotional. They call it spirit. When somebody got to hold them up to keep them from killing themselves. Or tearing up all the drums and stuff like we got. Or stepping all in the them speakers. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll escort that one. So that near got one of them lunatic spirits. I know when the real spirit hit me. I ain't got no problem with that. I ain't got no problem with speaking in tongues if it's real. I, I don't have no problem in nothing that's real with God now. Don't get me wrong now. Because God want to pick you up and float you out of here, you know what I'm saying? Then, then, then I ain't got no problem with that. That God didn't. But I know what's real and what's not. And this ain't no place for show. This is the real deal. We talking about our belief here. 
So you can see clearly how God establishes us and we are prospering by the prophet that he set over us to bring the word. Go to Matthew 10, 41. Matthew 10, 41. See, I like it when I can come to church and don't have to preach hard. Don't have to run no, no, no you know, don't have to deal with nothing but the word. Because people come with the right attitude and stuff. Are we there? Watch this. You got a little time now, give me. Verse 41, Matthew 10, verse 41. He said, He that receive a what? In the name of a prophet shall receive what? See that? There it is. There it is. That's what we're talking about. See? If you receive the man of God, the woman of God, then the reward that we get, you get. Because it flows down. And if you're in position, I always say, when the cup run over, if you're in position, your cup run over too. Right? But if you're not in position, if you're supposed to be here and you're over here, when it runs, it's going to run somewhere else, right? You're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. And I don't want you to miss it. Let's go to Genesis. I'm going I'm to cap this up. We'll cap this up with Noah. Say amen when you get there. Genesis, uh, amen. Genesis 6, verse 9 through 10 to begin with. Verse 9, are we there? Verse 9 says, these are the generations of Noah. Noah means rest. Noah was a just man, a perfect man in his generation, and Noah walked with who? Walked with him. That means that they hung out together. They were friends. And Noah, which means rest. Hebrews 4.3. Hold your place. I'm going to read something in Hebrews 4.3 that you need to know about rest. Hebrews 4.3. For we which have believe we do enter into rest as he said I have sworn in my realm if they shall not enter into my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the world you know so we because we believe we entered into the ark okay ark because Noah built the ark now Noah means rest okay and Noah begot three sons, three builders, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem means the name of the family of God, okay? So he's a builder of God's name. Ham is heated passion. All right. We've got to learn how to build a passion for God and not one for ourselves, all right? And then there's Japheth which means opened. So it's three things that builds 
the ark with uh, uh, Noah. And that's his three sons, his three builders, which is he's building a name for God. He's building a heated passion for God. And he's building an open door for God to allow himself to come in and save us. All right. You see what's happening here now. Now, verse 13 says, and God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And he said, now, I want you to do something. I want you to make he didn't say me. He said, I want you to make you an ark. See that? Make thee. Thee mean you. I want you to make you all. Now, believe God and he'll do what? But believe the prophet and you will. Okay. So he had to get to moving, right? So Noah had to get to moving on what God had told him, right? Now, you got to understand something here, church. Noah did not know nothing about rain. It hadn't rained in the earth. It hadn't rained, y'all. He's in a desert land where it's hot. Nothing but sand. He don't know what rain is. But God says, I'm going to do this. But in order for you to be established now, you're going to have to believe me and go to work. See, yo, but just believing ain't going to do it. You're going to have to follow my instructions. The way that I say, he said, now I need for you to make thee. The ark is your soul. Representation of your soul. He said, now I need you to make thee an ark. And I need you to make it out of gopher wood. Now, gopher wood represents a place where you housed in or a place where you can dwell in. So what he's saying is, I need you to make a soul, an ark, a safety place that you can dwell in, in safety. Because I'm thinking to destroy this earthly stuff that's got y'all messed up and got the world messed up. In other words, that's what I'm doing. I'm thinking to destroy the flesh. But you've got to build an ark. You got to build an ark in order for you to, to be able to get it done without being destroyed yourself. Now, he says now, and the rooms, verse 14, the rooms shalt thou make in the ark and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. In other words, you got to make a dwelling place. The pitch within means the room that you're making within is pitched Within, it means that it's a dwelling place of atonement. And pitch without means that it's also going to be a covering for you. Okay? So Jesus Christ is our atonement. He, he's the one. The blood of Jesus Christ is the one that atones us within ourselves. See, you got to have, you, your soul has to be atoned from within. You see? So that what's in there can stay safe. But you also got to be covered. The pitch without. Got to be covered by the blood of Jesus. 
You understand what I'm saying? So this thing is watertight. He's talking about our soul. He's talking about our soul here. And eight of them went in. Eight represents a new beginning because it's going to be a new beginning for your life. And it's got to be protected. All right? So Noah, he believed. And God said, now, I need you to make thee an ark of gopher wood. And I need for you to make a room or a dwelling place where you can be atoned by the blood of Jesus Christ. And not only will you be atoned by it, but you'll also be covered by it. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it, it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. Length represents the love of God. You know, how many of y'all know God reached a mighty long way to love us? It's got to be how many cubits? 300. You know 300 equals 3. 3 plus 0 plus 0 equals 3, right? And 3 is the resurrection. So our love has to be resurrected in this thing, this ark. Amen? See, see, this is, okay, let's take it to the physical. This is like an ark right here. We're building an ark right here. And we're building souls inside this ark. Now, our love for one another got to be resurrected, right? Ain't that what we preach here? We preach love here, right? We don't go in for no foolishness. And the, what I'm finding out is people can't handle love. That's why the church ain't full. If it was drama up in here, they'd be coming. They love drama. Especially black folk. They love that old drama. They love that old crazy drama. They do. But when they come in and sit down and act like and eat like they got good sense, it's always going to be, you ever seen them little sparrows? I've often used this scenario. Them little sparrows, you know, they spread their little tablecloth, they just eat. You ever seen the little sparrows, how they eat? But you ever seen that old crow, he just come right in the middle of it with his old foot down and he just mess up everything. You ever seen that? I have. Just scatter everything. They sit there having a decent meal. And here comes the old crow. Want to mess up everything. And see, them the ones that can't stay. You see, them the ones that can't stay. Because see, they don't understand protocol. They don't understand the love of God. Because they've had drama all their life. So it ain't exciting to them if it ain't no hell being raised. We got to have something to talk about beside God when we leave the church. Did you see how old Sally looked? Or who was that girl that so-and-so was with? You know, that old kind ain't heard nothing about this. Nothing. See, ain't no drama here at House of Death. The only drama here is Jesus Christ. That's the only drama we want here. That's the only drama we're going to have here is Jesus So he said, now I need for you to resurrect your love. For the length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. And the breadth of it is 50 cubits. 50 equals out to 5, which is the grace of God. So God's uh, holiness, or the breadth of his holiness, is the number 5. 50, 50 cubits, 5 plus 0 equals 5. 5 is the number of grace. So you got to have love in 
the ark, right? But you got to have God's grace too. Because it's God's grace that saved us, right? He, he, that, that's it. And all that works hand in hand. And he's saying now the height, which is the height of his holiness, or, or, or the, the height of his glory, is 30 cubits. So the majestic glory and honor of God has to be resurrected in there too, right? Because we've got to show forth the glory of God in us, right? So three things got to be uh, 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 built. Inside of that ark, love, grace, and the, 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 what was the third one? The glory of God. Those three things. And then that window, which is the conscience. He said, you gotta, you gotta make a conscience. You gotta, you gotta have a conscience, y'all. You gotta have something you can look through. See, cause you gotta look out. But God got to look in. Amen. All right now. There's got to be a window. Shalt thou make to the ark. In a cubit. Now watch this. Shalt thou finish it. Where? Didn't say below did he? How, what did he say? Make the window where? How wide? How big? One cubit. A cubit is 18 inches. Count 18. One plus nine. One plus eight. Nine. Christ it man. Your conscience got to be that of a Christ conscience. You see how the number deciphers it and gives you the mystery? And the door, we know Christ is the door of the ark. Thou shalt sit in the side thereof with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. Three different Three different levels. So what that's showing is, is that there are levels to the grace of God. Because this is on the inside, the stories. There are levels to the love of God. There are levels to the glory of God. Remember, from faith to faith, to glory to glory. There are levels to this thing. And the thing is, is which flow do you want to be on? You want to be on the lower flow? Because he got room in the ark for you if that's where you want to be. But if you want to be on the middle flow, he's got, he got room for you there too. Depends on you. If you want to be on the top flow, I won't be on the top flow. Then your money can't get you there. But your dedication and your will to know God, are you willing to revisit your belief system with God. Are you, are you willing to, to sit down and really understand that if I say I believe God, then that means I've got to get to working with this thing. Because believing just ain't going to do it. There are instructions that come along with our belief. You see. We believe that we can get up and go to the bathroom because I believe I got to go to the bathroom, right? I believe that, right? But if I don't get up and do it, eventually something bad going to happen, right? Amen? Amen. Now, I mean, that's I'm just being honest. Look at this. Look at that little thing. 
Praise the Lord. <laughs> she done gained about five pounds. You know, take her, but watch her with her grandma. That grandma feeding that girl. Now, what we have to do, though, is really, really, really give ourselves a chance to revisit what we believe. And I know that we're not going to be able to just jump right in it. Because now we're in a system of retraining ourselves in our belief. So we got to take one little step at a time. But every little step you take, you got to try to hold on to. Because now you're going to begin to see just how hard it is to retrain ourselves to do what we say we believe. Because now we realize that belief means more than just saying I believe, but belief means that I got to do something. Yeah. I got to do something. This child's in college, right? To be an accountant, right? Okay. You believed you could be it, right? But if you hadn't started going, then you would just been dead belief, right? Okay. You want to be a millionaire? Well, you got to start doing. If you believe you can be a millionaire, you got, you got to ask yourself, do you have the passion? See, it's a lot of things. In, see, yes, it's a whole lot involved. If you want to conquer the world, do you have the passion to conquer the world? Do you have what it takes to go through what you got to go through to conquer the world? Or you just one of those that's going to sit back and talk about those that do conquer the world because you figure you, well, I would have did it this way, but you ain't done nothing. But you telling, I don't get that. I don't understand that. You, 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 you can tell everybody else what they can do and what they need to do. You can tell the presidents what they need to do and how they need to do it, but you ain't doing nothing. You're a part of the problem. You're not a part of the solution. So I don't understand that. But everybody got their little opinions. But we all know what opinions are like. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. Who cares about opinions? God don't care about our opinion. He only cares about his word. Amen? Give God praise, y'all. was able to get that word out of him. And we're going to believe that there's nothing left up in there that we didn't get. Amen. There was a lot that was given. Amen. And the uh, visitation of our belief. Being able to um, turn oneself over to God. Put yourself in someone else's care. That's heavy, right? Because, you know, we like to hold on to a little piece of the rock, don't we? Amen. Amen. I'm I still hold on to a little piece of the rock. Amen. When I need to turn it all over, regardless of whatever it is, situation, circumstances, whatever it is, turn it all over to the Lord. And, uh, and I, I thank and praise God for the revisitation of, of belief. That There's a lot in there that we, uh, we need to, to uh, 
meditate on. Amen. A lot, there was a lot there to be meditated on. Amen. Amen. Does anyone desire to have a, a CD? I need to ask that. Because uh, she always wants to know. Okay. Make it as two. Okay. Uh, for those that um, you know, go online, and some of you don't already go online. So uh, Laverne, make three for, well, do one for Laverne. That would be three. Amen. So uh, Chair Deacon, we have three, uh, three CDs. We're, we're thankful and we're grateful for God's word. Amen. We a lot of stuff up in there, right? A lot to be chewed upon. You know, a lot to be digested. And we, we have a ways to go. And, but, but God is still good. He'll help us. Amen. He will help us. You know, all we get to do is follow the instructions and help Lord, help my unbelief. <laughs> you know, we got to follow the instructions and we'll be able to, um, you know, turn it all over. Because basically that's what the belief is. You know, it's being established and then uh, uh, believing God, He will establish us and believing the prophet and He will uh, uh, bring that, uh, we will prosper. So we are thankful and we're grateful for His Word. Amen. Wow. Anybody blessed by the Word? Amen. The next question is, has anybody been challenged by the Word? I'm going to throw my hand up. Amen. Challenged. Amen. Because that's challenges you know, when it comes down to the Word of God. Every, when it comes down to, to living according to, 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 to the way of God, it's always a challenge. But it's not that we cannot accomplish that challenge. Amen. Because God makes all things possible. So once again, we want to say thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your coming. Thank, thank you for your attention to hear what God had to say. And we're going to pray that the Lord will... Uh, uh, um, Help Dr. Manor with those headaches, and he will remove those headaches. All week he's been having headaches in Jesus' name. Um, when they begin to pound like that, you know, sometimes you need to be checking on his blood pressure and stuff. But uh, all week long he's been getting headaches, so we just trust and believe God that that's their goal to believe, believing that God's going to take care of that matter. Amen. Amen. So we just bless and honor the Lord for that. And at this time, we're going to, we're going to stand. Uh, are there any, any prayer requests that anyone has? Uh, the Balancer family. Amen. Uh, the Hill family. And her, and her uh, well, we're going to pray that he, his didn't leave and go to you, okay? And we're going to believe God that it's going to go on. Let it go on out there to the cemetery. It'll be all right. No people won't feel it. Amen. Amen. So we just we thank and praise God. Let us stand and, and let us pray. We're, we're glad that, that Esther made it back, uh, made it back we, uh, from her uh, vacation in Florida and you know, honor and it's over with and made back to school come tomorrow. Amen. Back to school come tomorrow. So we just thank and praise God. Amen. And, and Jay, we thank God for, for 